Last Sunday night, Ryan talked about the sound of the Holy Spirit. The sound. He talked about how we need to get into position and wait for the sound. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit. In other words, we need to humble ourselves before our Almighty Father and listen for His voice. When we hear His voice, we need to take the action that He is calling us to take. In other words, we have to be a doer of the word. That's what he talked about, being a doer of the word and not just a hearer. Many of us are hearers of the word, but we're not out there doing what the word says. And then he said, so we have to be willing to obey what he says to do. And I love this part. Willing in the Greek means I would love to do that. Think about Isaiah. He said, here I am. Send me. Here I am, Lord. Send me. I am willing. I am willing. In other words, I would love to do that. I love that part. Because when we are willing, we are saying, and, and I thought about this. I'm like, okay, Lord, what does all that mean? And I believe it's, we are saying, I'm not concerned about this difficult situation you're calling me into. Since I'm so in love with you that I'm willing to do anything that you ask me. I mean, think about your first love, you know, when you were dating. Huh, man, you just wanted to serve them. You wanted to do everything that you could to help them. And you were so in love with them. And if they said, stand on your head and do tiddlywinks, you would have done it because you love that person. And that's where he wants us to be. He wants us so in love with him that we are willing that we're not just saying, okay, well, I got to do this. No, he's like, no, I'm so in love with you, Father, that I will do anything that you ask. That's what it means. I would love to do that. Years ago, I had a vision of a stoplight. Zane needs a stoplight. <laughs> It was green and yellow and red. And the Holy Spirit told me that he would show me when to go, when to yield, and when to stop. Now, as little children, we have a little bit of a problem knowing when to stop, when to yield, and when to go, right? But as we grow in the Lord, and I'm talking little children in the flesh, but also little children in the spirit, when we first accept Jesus into our heart. So we have a hard time thinking about, well, Lord, are you telling us to go here or are you telling us to stop? Are you telling us to yield and wait? What is it that you want? Well, along with teaching me to be obedient, he was teaching me to see through his eyes and not my own. See, it's hard because we have natural vision and it's hard to see through his eyes. That's spiritual. But if we don't spend time sitting in his presence and seeking him and inclining our heart to receive him, then we're going to be in trouble because we're not hearing what he's saying. So we can go into a red light, go right through the red light. And what happens? 
You know, if you, if you go through a red light out there, you could cause a crash, right? So you can have a crash in your life. You can have things that happen to you that, no, God, God didn't mean this for you. And so, you know, I hear so many times that God gets blamed for it. God didn't make that choice. You made that choice. And so we have to be seeking him and really trusting him that, and relying and clinging to him that he's got a plan and he's got a purpose for each one of us. We can't focus on our circumstances. We've got to focus on the love that he has for us. See, when you grasp that love, truly grasp that love, and I believe this with all my heart, we're not going to worry. We're not going to fear. We're not going to feel anxious. We're not going to be stressed out. We're not going to be worn out. So many Christians, we're walking around with our heads down. And we're so upset and so unhappy. You know, when the world's looking out here and looking at a Christian, do they want to follow what they see? Think about that. No. Not if your head's down all the time. And you're worried and you're anxious and you're fretful. Now, I understand there's hard things that come along. You know, health-wise, you deal with hard things sometimes. And I know it's hard. But we have got to keep our eyes focused on him. And Ryan was saying, you know, we've got to be in that position. We've got to be in that position to listen. You know, and I love, you know, when we... Have to, we have to incline our heart. If I'm going to talk to Robin and I'm clear over here, am I going to hear what all she has to say if she has a softer voice? No, I'm not. So I've got to get closer to her because I want to listen. I want to hear her heart. Do you want to hear God's heart? See, he wants you to hear his heart. That's what it's all about. I remember when he took my heart and pulled it up to his heart. He gave me that vision. That's what he wants to do with each one of his children. He wants to take our hearts and pull our hearts up to his heart. Because he loves us and he has a plan and he has a purpose for us. He's not finished with us. So many times people think, oh, well, I'm older now. I don't, you know, I don't have anything more. God is never finished with us. He's always got something up his sleeve. And so we talked about, we started talking about the different ways of hearing Holy Spirit's voice. We talked about the word. You get into the scriptures and you read the word and it just really encourages you. You know, and it causes us to dig. We want to get in there and dig for those nuggets. You have to dig down in there and seek the Holy Spirit to what he is wanting. And then another way is dreams. Many of us have prophetic dreams. Now, not all dreams are from the Lord. You know, they call them pizza dreams. Well, there are some pizza dreams, <laughs> you know. But there are dreams that are very prophetic. And you don't have to sit and figure it out. You can just say, Lord, if this is from you, then show me what it is. And then he will reveal it. And then audible voice. Now, some of us have heard audible voices and some of us have not. But I want to talk a little bit about Samuel. And if you remember, Samuel, 
was birthed by Hannah. Hannah could not have any children, and she cried out. Her womb had been closed, and she kept crying out and crying out, and she wanted a child. And finally, God gave her that child, and she offered that child to him. She gave that child back to him. And so he went to live with Eli, who was the priest. And he went and he stayed with him over and over many, many times. I think she saw him like once a year. So comes to a situation, and First Samuel, Samuel 3.1 says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. You catch that? The word of the Lord was rare in those days. And there were not many visions. Now, there are times in scripture where there are more. But this point of time, there were not many visions. And the word of the Lord was rare. They weren't hearing from the Lord. And so one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. And then the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli. He didn't know it was the Lord. And he said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lay down. And so he went and lay down. And again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli again and said, here I am. You called me. And then the third time, he, and Eli says, my son, I did not call. Go back and lie down. And now Samuel did not know the Lord. He did not know. He did not know his voice. He did not know him. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And then a third time, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I want you to listen to that. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That's what we need to be saying. Speak, Lord. I am your servant. I am listening. I want to hear your heart. I want to hear what you have to say. It's more important to hear what you say than others say. It's more important to hear what you say than what I think. I want to hear from you. And so the Lord came and he stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. Now, this was not a good thing. Eli had sons that were doing evil. And God was letting Samuel know this is what's going to take place. There's going to be consequences to your action. Samuel was being raised up to be a prophet. And he was being taught that what God said, he had to relay that message, whether it was good or whether it was bad and hard. And Eli asked him, he said, now be honest with me. I'm just paraphrasing it. Now be honest with me. What did God tell you? 
and he had to tell him what it was. But Eli didn't come back at him. And so you think about why didn't the Lord tell Eli instead of Samuel? Because he was raising Samuel up. It was time to move Samuel forward as a prophet. I believe at this point was the start of the preparation in Samuel. God was saying it's time. See, he has a time for each one of us. And that's why I said earlier, some of us got prophecies, some of us didn't. But there's a time and a place for everything. And God will bring about what he wants to do in his time. And then we discussed another way, five senses through taste and see and hearing and smell and feel. And then thankful hearts is another one. You can hear his voice when you are standing there and you are praising him and you are thanking him for who he is and you're so excited. All of a sudden, he'll just break right in there and he'll start speaking to you. I've had that so many times. I get so excited because I'm just worshiping him. I'm praising him. He loves that. And I believe he's saying, come on, angels, let's join. Let's join together. Look down there. My children are praising me. They're excited. What do you think we're going to do in heaven? We're going to do a lot of praise, a lot of praise. And then nature. And I told you about the red bird story, you know, that I told you. And, and let's see, I think I put the other feather away, but I, I, did, I carry the red feathers with me. And then, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's back on the other podcast. <laughs> and then we have a inner witness, where it's a knowing deep inside that it's going to be okay. Everything is a mess all around us. But inside of us, we have that knowing that it's going to be all right. And even though we're not seeing any situations change, we know that we know that we know God's got it. God's got it. So many times I love to say, I am not moved by what I see. I am moved by what I know. What does that mean? I'm not moved by the circumstances around me. I am moved by God's word. What he has spoken to me, what I have read in his word, I take hold of those promises and get into that position. You know, we have to wait expectantly. And you know, when I pray at the very end, I always say about waiting. We wait with great expectation for you to show yourself strong. He loves to show himself strong to his children. And then another way is supernatural invention, intervention. Suddenly you'll receive a phone call. Uh, that gives you a long-awaited answer, or healing. All of a sudden, you get a healing physically, emotionally, spiritually, or God suddenly lays you on someone's heart, and they get in touch with you and let you know, hey, God laid you on my heart, and this is what he said. Sometimes, you know, there are times I'm crying out, and I'm saying, Lord, I need encouragement today. I feel discouraged. I need your encouragement. And sure enough, he'll bring me that encouragement. Maybe somebody calls me and wants to pray for me. 
It may be all of a sudden now open, you know, uh, scripture and all of a sudden I get that encouragement. It's like I can feel that. So it's a supernatural intervention. And then he gives us wisdom. You know, the Bible says, James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. He gives us wisdom. You need wisdom? You know, Matt's starting a business here. He needs wisdom to run that business. We all need wisdom. And no matter what we're doing in life, we need God's wisdom, don't we? We need his wisdom. And then suddenly you may receive a word of knowledge. Some people got a word of knowledge uh, Sunday night when Ryan was here. Word of knowledge is a lot of times going to confirm what God's already been telling you. And we got some of that that God's already been saying to me that confirmed, you know, what God's already been saying to me. Ryan confirmed it through what God was giving him to say. And then there are scriptures in the Old Testament that show this gift of knowledge, and it was manifested in the life of Elijah. God would give him supernatural knowledge of various things. In 2 Kings 5, tells the story of Naaman, who was a captain of the Syrian army. And he had heard that there was a prophet in Israel through whom he could have a cure of his leprosy. So the king of Syria, who loved this captain very much, sent him with a message to the king of Samaria. Basically, he said this, Heal my servant, my captain, whom I love. We all have loved ones that we pray and we just keep asking God. You know, I keep declaring Fred's healing. You know, uh, all the ones here in the church, you know, I keep declaring that. We all have loved ones that, you know, we need to see a supernatural miracle healing. And when the king of Samaria got that message, he ripped his clothes and he said, look, how, look at how this guy's trying to pick a fight. I am not God. You know, he was insulted by this. How can I heal this leper? Well, he wasn't called to heal the leper. So Elijah sent and said, send him over here. He will know that there's a prophet of God in Israel. So Naaman came and Elijah sent the servant out with a message. Just go down to the Jordan River. So he told him to go down to the Jordan River. And as he goes down to the Jordan River, he is to dip in that Jordan River seven times. Well, what does seven represent? It, it represents healing and complete. It's done. It's over. Now, that sounds kind of strange. Why didn't Elijah come to Naaman? Why did he just send a messenger? You know, well, after all, he was the captain. Wasn't he important? And see, sometimes we have that attitude that, you know, we got a lot of pride. I'm important. Ooh, why didn't he come to me? And, and he was bothered about this. But in the midst of that, he had to do, he finally did, what Elijah wanted him to do. And he dipped in seven times and was healed of leprosy. But see, Elijah knew what to do. 
God didn't tell Elijah. Now, if Elijah would have gone to Naaman, maybe Naaman wouldn't have been healed. Because Elijah wouldn't have obeyed. He would have been disobedient. See, there are consequences to disobedience. And that's why God's always calling us to obedience. And I remember when the Lord said this a long time ago, obedience is the key that unlocks the door to the more of the Holy Spirit's presence. Obedience. So how can you be obedient if you're not hearing and knowing what to do? This is why it's so crucial to sit and spend time with the Lord. And then we have Jesus asking his disciples, and he's saying, who do they say I am? Well, of course, they had all different uh, sayings that he was. You know, oh, he's a prophet. Some say he's um, John the Baptist. Some say uh, Elijah. But then he looks at his disciples and he says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Lord. You are the Messiah. Now, who told him that? The Holy Spirit. He heard. And Jesus recognized that. That he was told. He had a word. And see, that's why it's so important that we hear If Jesus says to you, who do you say I am? You want to know who he is. You want to know him. You don't want to just know about him. You want to know him. And then you might have a time where suddenly uh, you haven't known how to do something and God supernaturally gives you the wisdom to complete the task. All of a sudden, Um, Some of you remember, it's been a while back, that our washing machine stopped spinning. And I know Fred was saying, oh, we're going to have to get another washing machine. Well, I took the clothes that were all soaking wet because it wasn't spinning, and I had to wring them all out and then go out and put them on the line. And just as I'm hanging them up, I hear, this is just a small thing. Small? Okay. We're not going to have to buy a washing machine. (laughs) You know? Okay, what are we going to do? And then I got this thought. Okay, go into the internet and see once if anybody else has had any problems with a washing machine not spinning. Well, I found out it was a lid switch. So Fred says, well, I don't know about that. So I handed him YouTube. (laughs) And I said, you look over this. And it ended up that he ordered the part, put the part on, and it's been working ever since. It was a lid switch. Was it a little thing? Yes, it was a little thing. If I wouldn't have been in tune and listening to the Holy Spirit, we'd have gone out and bought a whole new washing machine. He cares about our washing machines. (laughs) He cares about everything in our life. And then there are times we get a prophetic word, just like when we got prophecy here on Sunday night with Ryan. Prophecy is saying some things that are going to happen in the future. That's what a lot of times, you know, and it can confirm, you know, maybe God has been saying, you know, something's coming, 
something's going on. You know, one of the things that he had said to us, and it's not just Fred and I, it's this church, that new doors are going to open and rivers are going to flow out of those new doors. Well, that confirmed with me because I saw two doors and the one door was closed and the other door was open. And the Lord said to me, and this is a while back before we moved into the cafe, and the Lord said to me, you will know the closed door, and when you walk through the open door, more doors will open. So there's going to be new doors, new package, you know, that I saw the new package. So there was a lot of confirmation there. When you receive a prophecy, declare it. Take a hold of it and declare it. But then set it aside. Don't try to make it happen. I've seen people that have tried to jump right in there and make it happen, and they're going ahead of God, and it's not God's timing, and then it doesn't work out, and they're blaming God instead of themselves because there was a red light, not a green light. And so another way to hear from the Lord is visions. And so you say, okay, what is a vision? Well, first of all, Joel 2.28 says, It shall come about after this that I shall pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. That's right. So what is a vision? We need to seek God for his divine wisdom, discernment, and revelations. And just as you have a camera in your mind that continually rewinds painful pictures of the past, some of us have that, where it continually rewinds the past and their painful times. A vision is an image that is imprinted on your mind through the Holy Spirit that brings understanding in the midst of chaos and confusion in your life. When I saw those two doors, that helped me with the confusion and the chaos that was going on. Because I knew I would know the closed door. And I would know the open door because he would show it to me. And it wouldn't be just me knowing it. It would be a confirmation over and over again that we were to move in here and have a cafe church. See, in one of my quiet times, I saw the Lord just saying to, I saw Jesus calling all of us, come sit with me. Come sit with me. And that's why I've started really getting into this message of hearing God's voice and spending time with him, inclining your heart to hear from him. Because I want to tell you something, inclination brings declaration. When you're inclining to listen to him, you begin to declare his word. Everything that he tells you, you declare it. And then declarations will bring revelations because he'll begin to show you more. And he'll reveal stuff to you that you have not even known. And then the revelations bring the manifestations. The manifestations are, okay, now it's here. Now it's time. That's what he wants to do with each one of us. And then there are times that uh, a song will all of a sudden rise up in our spirit. Uh, Lorraine kept telling me about uh, the days of Elijah. She said it, it just keeps 
coming into her and constantly. And when you have songs that rise up in your spirit, it can be right where you need to hear something and he brings in a song. All things are possible. You know, that's a song. I had that happen to me when I was having a sad time. All of a sudden, I heard this song in my spirit. So we can hear that. And then there are times where the Holy Spirit will lay someone on your heart to pray for them and give them words of encouragement. You want to hear from him to speak to them. To speak to those ones that are hurting. To speak to those ones that need ministered to. Every one of us are called to minister. We're not to sit down and and do nothing. We are called to minister. And then sometimes you might have um, the Holy Spirit speak to you through television. And there's a couple more things that I'm going to end with this. I remember quite a few years, we were getting ready for a retreat, a women's retreat. And I was in the midst of writing my book and having to put it through on the computer. And I could not get it. So the next morning, that was the day I had to leave that evening for the retreat. And I'm like, God, I just can't do this. So I'm sitting in my living room in my chair And I've got a cup of coffee, and Fred's got TV on, and a commercial comes on. And this little boy is coming up a hill, and he's got a box behind him, and he's dragging this box up the hill. And all of a sudden, and it's got stuff in it. And all of a sudden, this bottle drops out of the box. And what's he going to do now? He's got a hold of the box. How's he going to get the bottle? And all of a sudden... His daddy comes out and takes the other side of the box and helps him up the hill. And I knew at that moment that God was my, is my father. And my father was going to help me to find what the problem was on the computer, what I needed to do. So I took a hold of that. Now, this is, you know, a commercial But I took a hold of that as a word from the Lord, and I sat at that computer, and I said, Thank you, Lord. You are my father, and you are going to help me find what to do here on this computer because I'm going to be ready to go to this retreat later on today. And I kid you not, all of a sudden he showed me a little thing that I needed to do, and it was done, just like that. But I expected it. I knew that he was talking to me and my father was right there and he was going to help me. See, when you expect him to work, you expect him to speak to you, he will. Because you're sitting in expectation. And that's what Ryan said about the position. You need to be in that position of waiting. And then another time that we can hear is you can open up a newspaper and all of a sudden, I've, I've seen headlines, and it was right in line with where God was showing me. That can happen. Signs on the road. Now, it's not that you sit and look for them. It's kind of like he highlights you. You know, he, he kind of highlights this area, and it's like, whoa, okay. I just write it down. Thank the Lord. Signs on the road, you know, when God was calling me here and and I was crying out to the Lord and saying, but God, this is a large plate to fill. 
And I'd never said that to him about anything. And I said, this is a large plate to fill. And I looked up, and I kid you not, this sign was up there, and it says, we will fill this plate together. Now, I never said anything like that. That was the first time I've ever said, this is a large plate to fill. And then sometimes I open up Facebook Messenger. You know, uh, all of a sudden somebody sends something to me that's really encouraging. Or I open up Facebook, like Lisa, she puts different encouraging things on there. You know, uh, I see other ones, you know, that they put messages on there. It's encouraging might be right what you needed that day. So I want you to think about this. What has God been speaking to you? Some of you may be saying, well, he doesn't speak to me. But my prayer is that this teaching of the Holy Spirit and hearing his voice and who he is has really opened up a whole new world of how he can speak to us and how he wants to speak to us. So I know it's getting a little bit later. I'm just going to have you take about five minutes and just spend time and ask the Lord, ask Holy Spirit, just say, I need to hear from you today. And come to the table with expectation that he's going to speak to you today. Because I believe the more that we keep speaking this and we keep spending time with the Lord, I believe that we're going to hear testimonies of how Holy Spirit is speaking to each one of us. So I'm going to have Isaac put on a song here. <laughs>